Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? She said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. Wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and we saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite. But when he came to the place he saw him, passed on the other side. The Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. When he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Former presiding bishop Catherine Jeffrey Shorey, who now helps in our diocese. I think she flies her plane over from Nevada today, comes and comes on Sundays to help our diocese. She once said, quote, the work before us, this mission of God is immense, cosmic even, even science could. The whole world is hungry, thirsty, homeless, sick, lonely, imprisoned, and enslaved. Because parts of it are. The creation is groaning. The body is ailing. We may not ourselves know the depths of despair that some feel. Our, our personal pain and suffering, relatively speaking, may not even begin to compare with others' pain and suffering, brought on for a variety of reasons. But we are part of a world where for some, too many, that pain and suffering is ongoing, unspeakable. Well, with that cheerful news, let's take a look at today's Gospels. At first glance, the Good Samaritan is one of those parables that 
seems to have a very simple, direct lesson. And perhaps we first learned it, remember, I think I shared this image too when I was preparing for We learned it when we saw those Telford figures moving around on the board in Sunday school. What are we supposed to do? We're to care for others in need. Okay, that's it. There's one of those parables we could tell others about with ease. A robber is a victim along the roadside, three travelers, and an innkeeper. But some background and context are helpful in learning more. The road from Jerusalem to Jericho was a notoriously dangerous road. It was rocky and full of stubborn turns, very narrow. Jesus was telling a story about the kind of thing that happened all the time on this road. We know places where accidents always happen. We know places where we try to avoid because of its history. As for the priest who passed by, he may have presumed the man was already dead. Gospel says he was half dead. But he may have thought he was already dead. And recall that law, that he who touched the body would be unclean for seven days. And he didn't want to miss his rotation to the temple. So he kept going. Just one idea. As for the Levite, who also passed by, one could speculate he feared from knowing the history of this road that the body is just a decoy. And perhaps others were waiting to attack him if he sought to help. And he wasn't willing to take that risk. Another human reaction. But then, Along comes a Samaritan, one of them, a Democrat, a Republican, a giant, a dodger. But more seriously, a Samaritan who shattered whatever negative stereotypes we might hold about someone else. A Samaritan, a foreigner, a villain, an enemy to those who first heard Jesus telling the story. Samaritan, him, is moved with pity. He isn't held captive by the letter of the law. Don't touch a body for seven days. He doesn't let fear paralyze him. He does what his heart leads him to do. He shows mercy. He shows compassion by his actions. And then something we might miss in this parable, but I want to focus on this morning because we know this story so well. It doesn't stop after rendering first aid. He follows through. He went to him first and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and water on him. We would call 911. And perhaps if we had a first aid kit and some training, we might even do a little more. But then most of us would leave after turning things over to the paramedics who drive up because we fall. We step out of the way. We're done. But notice what happens next in our parable. Quote, then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever money you spend. Following through. 
That's what a baseball coach or a golf coach emphasizes when teaching a player to swing the bat or swing the club. Follow through. Well, I know I'm watching a little bit yesterday, tennis coaches. Follow through with your serve. Following through. That's what a boss or teacher emphasizes when assigning a job or a project. Don't just start it. Follow through. Follow through. Following through. That's what parents try to teach their children and what parents continue to do themselves when it comes to loving and caring for them, even as they grow up and become independent. I mean, what do we say? We say our kids are good. We're here for you always. We'll always be here for you. We don't just do our part and say, see, we're always here for you. Of course, we can't do it all by ourselves, but we do our part along with others, other family, friends, neighbors, caregivers, in a chain of caring and helping, using the skills and gifts and opportunities we are given. So following through means we keep on caring and keep on doing as we are able for the rest of our lives, to the end, do we not? One of the most powerful illustrations of this is a saint who we know, beloved Mother Teresa. There's a story told by a man who went to spend a weekend with her, a weekend retreat in India. He described her as, quote, a living saint, a small woman, very humble, her face lined with age and wrinkles. And he continues, but she sure carries a large portion of God's love and concern for others around with her wherever she goes. He was impressed with the thoroughness of the care she and her sisters provide. She can't be satisfied until the total care of a person is provided for. She told him by way of example of a man in Calcutta they found lying, dying in the gutter. They helped him as best they could on the street. They picked him up and transported him back to the hospital where he was bathed and put into a clean bed. Mother Trace said no, knew they were too late. The man wouldn't live. But her reward was not only in what she did for him in his last hours, but also because of what he said. He said, quote, I lived in the streets like an animal. And then looking around, those fresh, clean sheets and surroundings continued. I was a dive keeper. I was an angel. Following through. That story might help us remember and be thankful for all who were involved in that experience with hospice ministry. I was very intimately involved in that with my parents. But it's also a story to remind us of how God follows through for each one of us to the end. Paul writes to the Philippians, quote, and so I am sure that God who began this good work in you will carry it on until it is finished on the day of Christ Jesus. The God who brought us to this July 10th, 2022, 
through all the things we've experienced, all our individual trials and tribulations, brought us to this point. He isn't going to walk away now. He isn't going to abandon us now. God will be with us to the end. The love and compassion of Christ will be with us to the end. We have been given the gift to look beyond our stereotypes. We all have one. To love all others and receive help from all others. The end. So when I say, you know, God is not a first responder who gives first aid and then moves on. God, we might say, is a constant responder who gives ongoing aid and comfort and joy and hope to the end. The whole world is hungry, thirsty, homeless, sick, lonely, imprisoned, and enslaved because parts of it are. Final reminder of who our neighbor is and what we can do is shared by Fred and Katie. Quote When Jesus said to love your neighbor, a lawyer who was present asked him to clarify what he meant by neighbor. He wanted a legal definition he could refer to in case the question of loving one ever happened to come up. He presumably wanted something like this. A neighbor, here and after referred to as the party of the first part, is to be construed meaning a person of Jewish descent whose legal residence is within a radius of no more than three statute miles from one's own legal residence. Unless there is another person of Jewish descent, here and after referred to as the party of the second part, living closer to the party of the first part than one is oneself, in which the part of the second part is to be construed as a neighbor to the party of the first part, and then one is oneself relieved of all responsibility of any kind whatsoever. <laughs> but instead, Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan, the point of which seems to be that your neighbor is to be construed meaning is anybody who needs you. Amen.